Hi there, I'm Jonathan Healy. Welcome to the At The Core podcast. Over this series, we're going to examine the ways that people use iOS and Apple products differently, from health to education, from sport to medicine. Technology really has revolutionised the way we live and work, and we're going to find out how. At The Core podcast is with thanks to CompuB in the community. See compub.com to learn more. And we start the series with rugby. Just as an example, really, just going to take you through uh, kind of a post-match review. Um, there's a lot of work that's gone into this, really. Um, post-match on Sunday in France, we we would have, uh, a group of four of us would have sat down for probably five or six hours overnight on Sunday night to start coding the individuals and the team performance statistics. Um, and basically every player's moment within the game is analysed and we'll, we'll give evaluation um, to each action that that player does. So no pressure, CJ, but we're looking at you, right, to see how you performed on the day. Can you, what's your memory and takeaway from the game? Hopefully, uh, this is the last weekend, George. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, well, we'll we'll be all right. We'll be all right this game, <laughs> George. Yeah, no, no, it was quite a good output in this game. So, I mean, some of the things that we look at um, to keep it simple and generic would be like the amount of carries, amount of tackles, missed tackles, cleanouts, passes, kicks, which CJ doesn't do. He, he can chase him when he does kick him. I kicked once. Long time ago. <laughs> did it go in the right direction? He did. He did. Uh, yeah, we got a good outcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> George Murray, head performance analyst with Munster Rugby. George, how has using this type of technology changed the game for you? Um, well, over the years, it's changed changed dramatically. I mean, um, you're talking starting out from a VHS scenario into DVD, into the technology, or into the digital age. I mean, um, iPads have brought a new dimension to what we can do live within the game. Um, from getting video feeds down to the touchline from a medical point of view to our, our changing performance point of view. It's um, it's growing, it's getting um, bigger and bigger and, and, and with, with change we have to adapt quickly to it. When you started out, as you said, it would have been VHS, very simple stuff and, and very hard to get that information and review it quickly. Your average match day, when we see you, uh, catch you on screen, behind your little screen, what are you looking at? What are you taking from the game? Well, within within the game, most of that work, most of the work has been done during the week, analysing the opposition and, and looking at trends and um, the images that they've shown in their last number of games. So, a large part of what we're looking at during the game is multiple views of uh, the video angle of the game, up to four angles live, um, live during the game that the coaches can see. But I suppose one of my main roles is to identify changes in what the opposition are doing, and also um, have a look at players that are maybe fatiguing in the opposition space that's evolving in the game. And also look at the philosophy that we went into the game, maybe how we're how we're capitalising on it, or how we're maybe not capitalising on it, and give that information, that feedback to the coaches as quick as possible and as clear as possible. Now, in front of us right now, to describe to the people listening at home, is a big black box, and in that black box there is technology. Now. I've no idea what any of it is, but this this is pretty much the brains of the operation. No disrespect to your good self. Yes, yeah, certainly. There's a number of products we use. I mean, this is just one of the little things that we use each, on a weekly basis. Um, it gives me quite a headache going through security at airports every every uh, you, you, every week. It would look suspicious. I'm I'm not going to lie. Carrying all this kit. Yeah, it's got a little mani, uh, Mac Mini computer in the middle of it. It's got a, a, a ubiquity um, Wi-Fi server built in and a lot of networking and uh, AV compression boxes and, and units on the inside. So 
I think when I go into an airport and I see all those wires, they do get quite confused. Um, but um, what it serves on match day is we can plug up to four camera angles into uh, into the box itself. As you can see, it's it's no bigger than your cabin luggage box onto onto a flight, um, and pretty much it's all encompassing. You, you plug it in and it's ready to go. Um, well, what do you plug into that though? When you get to the stadium, you take information from where? Yeah, so we have a contract with the broadcast companies, be it Sky or BT, um, TG Car, or any of those companies that um, broadcast the, the competitions. So we can take a feed, um, high, uh, HD feed from their trucks that are wired up to our um, coach's box, and we plug them straight into the into the MyPlay X-Play box. Um, pretty much the only other thing after that is power, and then we've got a, a built-in um, Wi-Fi unit that spreads right across the whole stadium. Um, so anywhere on the pitch... Um, be it a medical officer, um, be it a, a, a glorified water runner, um, or the subs on the bench, they can basically access and uh, tag, review, or um, analyse any clip within the game live at that point. There's an awful lot of information coming into you guys. Never mind the 15 that are on the pitch. You're getting. Are you not being overloaded with the amount of information that you're taking from the game? Yeah, certainly. I mean, I mean. I suppose the, the strength is still in the video side of things. Your eye is probably still your most uh, powerful um, weapon you have. I think um, you can overload it certainly with with statistics and look at what's coming in and how it's how the statistics are developing during the game. And I think some sports have gone down that route where they, they rely heavily on the statistics without having the natural feel to the game. And I think that if you lose that natural feel, that what you're witnessing, what you you know the, the feeling of the player itself the feeling of the team you're playing against and what you're witnessing and how you've seen that um, flow out during the week, I think you'll lose sight of what, what the most important thing is within the game. Um, which is trying to win. Which, which is trying to win. Um, and that's not to discount the statistics because they're valuable, um, but they, I think they need to be used as, as something to complement what you're seeing and what you've prepared on. I want to describe what we have in front of us here. We have the big black box that I've described. Then we have a Mac... Um, and then we have an iPad Pro, and then we have possibly my favourite toy here, which is the drone. Their comparisons to Q and James Bond are, are leaping off the page to be here. Did anyone ever call you Q? Uh, they've called me a lot of things, not that. A lot worse, <laughs> A lot worse, yeah. probably, yeah. So let's um, start over here with the drone. Tell us what you use that for. Yeah, the Mavic Pro was uh, a new uh, Christmas present off Santa there recently. Um, we had its previous version, the um, DJI Pro 2. Um, which had a short life battery. This one's got a lot longer battery. But look, the drone gives us unbelievable footage at training um, just to see the, the global look of, of the pitch and see what patterns and movement patterns from the players or from the team and what we're analysing. Um, more so just on a review point of view. Not, not that we can't use it live because, uh, like I said, it doesn't have an 80-minute battery. We can't get a full game. It's, we just get snippets of training. But it gives us, um, from a review, particularly from a coach's point of view, it gives us an unbelievable look at the yeah. overall picture. Of the game. And you're able to take that in and then load it up onto the other devices? Yeah, we sync it up with, uh, we, we usually get four camera angles for training. Um, it, it, and we sync the drone camera into that just to give us that global, that over, overview look of everything. And what do the coaches have access to? Like, as I said, you have access to all these screens. Everybody has access to different things. How do you feed it out? Is it all onto iPads? Um. In the, in the stand, basically, we have we've got the two um, uh, Mac Cinema display screens, um, which we use up there. Uh, one screen is outputting um, statistics, mainly territory possession type stuff, discipline, um, and that's live and it gives us a, a source of where we're get, getting possession, where the opposition is getting possession, and also how effective that possession is being used. So there is a statistics board that Paul O'Brien, my assistant, is operating on match day, and then on the second um, Mac uh, display screen. 
I use the wide angle, um, and that gives me the best picture live to assess what what what's uh, what's what we need to change or, or adapt to real time. Can you still enjoy a game when you're doing all of this? I mean, you're a rugby fan more than anything else, but you're also there to do a job. Do you do you ever enjoy the game, or is it just constantly thinking and turning over every bit of information that's going in front of you? Um, I definitely enjoy the game. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, you couldn't do this job if you didn't enjoy the game. It's the it's the single most important thing. Um, I think you can get if you, if you don't enjoy, it, you can get caught up in something. I think everyone, be it a player, um, medic, you have to enjoy the game. I'm probably not the best person to go to watch a match in the pub with, um, because I'm probably thinking and looking at something completely different than the what the rest of the guys. Are you the worst kind of armchair critic when you're uh, when you're off duty? I am the definitely the worst, def without a shadow of doubt. Um, I think most of my friends don't like watching games with me because I'm probably predicting what's already about to happen 30 seconds later, and that quite annoys them. Um, <laughs> Tell me about what this means to the players, all of this kind of stuff, the, the tech that you use, the little boxes that are on the back. In fact, tell me about those little boxes that started appearing a couple of years ago. We all thought they, they had some kind of weird growth on their backs, but it turned out it was technology. Yeah, some of them do have quite weird growths on their back, but uh, this just <laughs> adds on to it. Um, you can see the little unit I have here, the Stat Sports unit. That's a GPS unit that goes into the back of the jerseys for the players. Um, we use it during during matches, um, but predominantly during the week for training. It, it's probably its most value for us. It's um, just to establish player load right through the week. Um, so the GPS is giving us live feedback on just me- different different variables, but some of the key measurements will be uh, the meters run, the high-speed running, and also collision and contact uh, levels, G-force levels within the game. Um when we collate that on a weekly basis through our sports science department, Adam Sheen is our head guru there. Um, he'll basically be able to, again, give information to the coaches about, um, you know, what's the capacity of this player this week in training. Um, and you only get that over a certain amount of time through um, trend analysis of using CJ, for example. Like, can CJ run a week um, and be fit and, and be ready for a game if he's run 25,000? Um, meters that week or is his capacity 20,000 meters um, over a certain amount of time we can gauge that um, and, and we use it to avoid things like soft tissue injuries and also to make sure the player is feeling healthy and ready for the game and does it feed into an app does it feed into a program how does that work yeah we use um, we use Kitman Labs for the well-being and, for the, and, and assessing the GPS and player loads um, so I think I mean all the technology one of your questions there was how does this relate to the player and I mean the player is hidden from most of it but I think the player knows that his best interests at heart is being managed to the top degree. I mean, we've got an app open in front of us here. Um, is that how you manage to control all of that information about you know, how much they've run? Are they at risk of a soft tissue injury? And you, you can intervene, which means that you've actually prevented the loss of a key player for, for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I mean, look, the biggest biggest asset in our, in our club is, is the player. So, I mean... And you, George, don't oh, dumb well, yourself down. What is the word? But um, no, the biggest asset is, is has to be and always will be the player. So, I mean, during live training, um, Adams monitoring players' load and their running meters and that and high speed running. So, if we feel a player is starting to reach his threshold, um, you know, within ten percent of that, we'll we'll start subbing that player out of training, maybe take a rep or two out of his out of his um, sixty minute training block, um, really just so we don't fatigue him and put him in that that risk factor area. I want to talk about the fact that all of these products are all Apple-based. I mean, are you an Apple nut as a result of all of this, that you're, you're, everything that you're possibly doing day in, day out, even your own personal phone, is an iPhone? I mean, you're a convert by the look of it. 
Yeah, def- definite convert. I mean, it wasn't too hard to, to you know, Apple's products just have blown the, blown the waters open, you know, for, for things that we need here um, in technology. They are at the forefront. They're leaders in, in this area. I mean, um, I, I, we couldn't get a, a product that's um, comparable with what Apple can do for not only the video compression and high definition, but also the networking side of things and, and all that. I mean, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, products-wise, we've got so many different Apple products within our suite that we use on a day-to-day basis. Um, at home, yeah, I've I've pretty much Apple run. I could, I, I, if I think if I tried another product, I wouldn't be able to use it. You mentioned going back to the very start. First of all, jumpers for goalposts, then VHS when you joined the the coaching team here. All of this kit in front of us now, drones. Where's it all end up? <laughs> How is this going to eventually keep going? And you're going to learn more. Yeah, it's it's a good question. Um, we recently done a study in conjunction with a university in the UK and um, trying to predict where, where technology is going in five years in sport. And a large majority of it's leading towards um, is artificial intelligence and, and um, virtual reality. Is that artificial intelligence to replace the intelligence of the players? Or <laughs> you want to explain that now before CJ hears? Uh, I don't know if CJ wants to hear this. No, no, no. It's, I think artificial intelligence really and, and machine learning is around actually predictive analytics mainly. It's, it's trying to find the little gaps in the data and um, give us give us those little percentages that are going to really account for performance and 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 take a little bit of man hours of doing the donkey work out of it and, and let the machine do a large part of that that we can concentrate in other areas. The human side of things is always going to be there, but I suppose using technology to complement that is going to be vital. The virtual reality side of things is, is a lot of it's down to player welfare as well. Um, I mean, having, having demoed some of the stuff already, I can see where, it, I, can, I can likely see where it's going to go. I mean, Certain players returning from injury who can't do reps on the pitch, um, you know, around decision making. Um, they're using it in the NFL for quarterbacks making, you know, practicing routes and stuff like that, and running and throwing lines and stuff like that. So the player might be returning from injury, um, and he's using virtual reality to get maybe, you know, the ten thousand hour reps of of something he can't do on the pitch. So he's already advanced by using this technology. Bottom line, does it help you win? Um. It has to. It, it, I mean, it, it goes towards making us win. Um, I mean, the player and the human side of things is still what's going to win you the game. But I think technology is there to complement that and, be, and make sure that we're as best prepared as possible um, in any given game to win it. This is the At The Core podcast, looking at how Apple and iOS is being used in everyday life to revolutionise what we do. And it wouldn't happen without the good people at CompuB and CompuB in the community. See CompuB.com to learn more. We've heard how George, the tech guy, uses iOS, but what about the players? Just what do they use? CJ Standard and I um, lose forward for Monster. CJ, how conscious are you when you're on the pitch that you've all this technology that's watching you from the stands and that George has all these screens watching your every move? Um, I think before the game, surely you, you have a thought of it, you know, because um, there's a bit of a magnifying glass on you, you know, but I think in the game, during the game, um, I think when you're playing, there's not really, that thought doesn't really come into your head, but I think there's sometimes there comes a message on from uh, the coaches and the coaching staff and then they let you know, look, this is going to work maybe better than you know. 
Um, there's a bit of technology going into it. And then I think half-time is probably the most where we see it. I think uh, George um, has a big box where he pulls out his massive TV and shows us exactly what's working. And um, he gives a few iPads to a few boys to check the lineouts and uh, the set pieces to make sure that they're on par with it. And, you know, when you're playing a game, when you're in the middle of it, the adrenaline is going, you probably miss stuff that when you watch it back on screen, you go, oh, OK, that, that did happen and, and not the way I remembered it. Yeah, I think um, on the pitch, you probably have like oh, less than a split second to make a decision, you know. So sometimes you make the right one, sometimes the wrong one. And then um, when you look back, you, you think to yourself, oh, I should have done that, you know, and maybe you should have done that. That's where, for me personally, where the technology comes in, um, it, it helps you during the week to just give you that uh, option, you know. So when you go into that that specific um, th that specific thing again, that you know that what option you need to choose, you know. So I think that's where it helps us the most. When you would have started out schools, rugby in South Africa and so on, you probably wouldn't have had this little black box in your back pocket. So uh, when you started wearing that for the first time and you got the stats and you learned more about yourself, did it change the way you played the game? Um, I think when you're younger, you have probably um, different things pushing you. But, but surely when we started playing with the GPS in the back of the of our, of our necks, you know, I think when um, you learn about the game a bit more, um, I think somewhere some places where you think you were running full full pace um, and you see the stats back and you see you weren't um, you remember that feeling so next time you push yourself a bit harder and um, it's also good just to see how hard you work in a game and, and, and where you could have maybe used your energy more efficient more efficiently and where you could have maybe um, rested a bit more and then to push harder somewhere else so um, yeah I think um, the GPS uh, it's like a constant reminder that uh, the boss is looking at you and you need to perform, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the boss being probably yourself as well, yeah. that you're your own worst enemy. What kind of apps do you have on your phone? Do you have something that helps you monitor all of this? Yeah, so as, as George said, we have the Kitman lab that uh, that keeps track of uh, what we how we feel and how we sleep and um, what's our weight, you know. So you can you can tap into that and see where you were last year this time or where you need to be and how well you slept and uh, um, how you feeling physically. And I think uh, we have an app called Huddle that uh, that that goes on all the data goes onto that. So as soon as I finished training, done my recovery, got home, then I would know exactly. From uh, as George said, Adam, he would post a, a, a note that's saying you've done this a training. Um, you maybe need to look after yourself tomorrow, or you need to push yourself a bit more. So that helps you prepare for the next day. Um, I think it makes our job job a lot easier because there's no unknowns really. Everything is put out for you, and you know how oh, you need to push yourself. There's a lot of pressure, and I suppose anyone who's listening is not a professional athlete would go, "Good God, if my app started telling me that I didn't get enough sleep last night, or that my leg isn't as good as it was yesterday, that's a lot of pressure to." Put on, but you seem to just take it in your stride. This is this is just part of who CJ Stander is now. Yeah, look, I think um, you want to be the best every every day and and everything you do, you know. So um, uh, when you go in one morning and, and and your movement is not up to scratch and you're a few centimeters off, you can you can feel it, you know. And that, as George said earlier, that helps you with soft tissue injuries. Um, that helps you with preventing a tearing tearing hamstring or tearing a calf or something. You know, um, look, I can't really train as hard as I want to today, or I need some more sleep tomorrow. So um, these things makes us professional players, and um, that's where we all live to and, and we can use these extra one percenters um, to push ourselves because I think the game got to, a, got to a point where it's not big presentations that we're out with we're out with one percent or half a percent and I think these are the things that can help us to fill those gaps up 
it's the kind of kit I suppose that other teams use as well. But you know, is that something that you're conscious of that the other guys are using this app and they probably have something similar? We have to make sure ours is the best. We have the best kit. We can review things the quickest. We get the iPad with the replay the fastest. Is that important to you? Um, yeah, look, I for me personally, I know George is uh, on par, you know, because uh, every time I have something not working or any technology not working, that's the man I call, you know. So uh, I think um, he's the repairman, effectively. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I won't say that. I won't say that in front of him. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's really the repairman. He, he, but uh, I th- look, I think um, everyone uses it, you know. So it's, 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 it comes down to how good you uh, interpret it into your training and into your into your team and um, how good relationship you have with uh, with a guy like George I mean uh, we, we can sit in meetings and then uh, George has the he can speak up you know because he watches a lot more rugby than, than we do and he, he, he put a lot more time and analysis into it so I think the way we use it as a team and as coaches and, and we have a voice to, to voice our concerns and, 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 and what we can do better I think that's a good mix and look everyone does it it just comes down to who does it the best Tell me a little bit about your journey over here how long are you with Munster now uh five and five years and two months and to be fair to you you're taken to it like a duck to water it has been very much part of your life I can see straight away you know you're proud of that you're proud of those five years or two months part of the Ireland setup now is this what maybe 10 years ago you would have envisaged your life going to work out or was it just a, a happy accident that you ended up here uh, yeah, I'd say 10 years surely I wouldn't have I was uh, what then 17 I think it was a lot of a different stuff in my mind then you know but uh, <laughs> I, I won't ask why <laughs> yeah but uh, look I, it was a it was a funny journey I think uh, when you get told that uh, you're too small and you can't do um, something that you love so much and you've put a lot of work in that um, you get to a point where there's nothing really else you know and um, I will I'd say lucky really got the opportunity to come over to Munster um, and 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 really start from the beginning, you know, I came in here to a place that there was unbelievable players ahead of me and uh, to set up was, was surreal and um, was unreal and um, it just, it, it showed me again how to enjoy stuff and how to work hard in, 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 in the setup and I felt like a like a kid going into school again, you know, from, I had to start from the bottom and I had to work hard again and learn a lot of new things. I had to learn a new language. I had to learn how to use a lot more technology because I think on the technology front, we're a lot, um, for, a lot further ahead than, than, than the people in South Africa. And um, I, it was, uh, at the end of the day, it was a great journey, you know, where you look back and do things that you had, places where you have to make decisions in tough places. And um, I made a decision that could have gone e- either way. Um, I think, Two years into my or a year into my contract, I was, there was a point again where I almost all thought I had to leave because uh, I didn't really play. I played in my first year, ten games, and you want to you want to push the team and you want to push yourself also. And then I got a break, so if I look back now, um, it's been great. It's been an unbelievable five years. And now Six Nations coming up. I mean, what's it like to line out for Ireland? I think um, this is my third one now. So the first one, you, you just go with the once they go with the strides. But it's your first one. You don't really want to talk up, and you just want to play well. And I think last year we let ourselves down with the first game. And I think this year um, going to Six Nations is something you you think about um, a lot. Uh, going into the Six Nations, you want to be part of it. I think we have a great squad. Um, I think all of us know each other quite well. We've had a great uh, November. So. Yeah, I think um, it's, uh, for me personally, lining up to, to get that email and that call to be selected in the Six Nations squad is still uh, still unreal. You know, it's a feeling that um, 
you're never sure that you're going to be there. And when you're there, you need to use your opportunities. And I'm just thankful again to be in the squad. And um, hopefully I can get selected and, and, and make, a, make a change and we can get the Six Nations at the end of it. Apart from the apps you mentioned that are rugby related, what's the most used app on your phone? That's a good question. I would say... Uh, I used to have a converter to convert rent from yellow, but I stopped <laughs> using that. I stopped using that. But uh, I'd say um, oh, Instagram, I think, um, just to see what's going on with the family and, and my friends. And then I like to surf around on uh, Dundee. Uh, just that's like my Twitter and my Facebook really I just like to go on there and see what is up there and I, I, I can only imagine somebody who's selling a sideboard and all of a sudden <laughs> CJ Stander turns up to buy it um, how many times an hour do you pick your phone up? Um, yes I, I, I'd say I've changed a lot I think a year ago I would say an hour I'd probably pick it up 20 to 30 times but now it dropped because uh, I, I I took off all my social media off my phone so Twitter and Facebook and those things are off it's the only thing I have Instagram so now I really just pick it up when it's buzzing so probably once or twice an hour yeah yeah and I asked George I'll ask you the same question where do you think all of this technology is going um what's going to happen in five years time like we have the drone in front of you the iPad Pro the Mac George's weird black box where what happens next um, yes, you, you would think that uh, in five years' time you would have robots playing, you know, but I don't think that'll happen. Hopefully not. I'll, hopefully I'm still playing at that stage. But uh, no, look, I think um, George mentioned it. I think virtual reality is going to come in for sure. I think if you can, the game's getting physical. So sometimes a uh, few boys only get ready to train for, on a Wednesday and they're playing again on a Friday or, or a Saturday. So I think if you can come on in, in, a, in a Monday and, and, and do a few reps on, on that and virtual reality and make sure that you get that that tingling, that sensation that that's going to happen in the match. I think that's going to go ahead with that, and um, I, I think surely we're going to see a few more drones. Um, George is trying to fly his, fly his drone in between the training, so you probably see surely more of them. Um, at the technology front, look, I think it's just going to go. I'd say more, more expand a lot more. I think um, you're gonna you're gonna get to a stage where you can almost be told where to go and, and not to go so uh, I won't really know hopefully I could just keep my head down and, and, and just le learn what George tells me you know? The real question I have to ask you George how often does CJ ring you to repair something that he's managed to break? Thankfully, it's not out in his uh, country house out here in County Limerick because, uh, like you said, in the done deal thing, he's forever buying stuff and putting stuff together himself. So, um, I, I know a coach from a couple of years ago who's, who remained nameless had never lifted up a screwdriver before. So, I know CJ's not that type of person, but I certainly, when it comes to technology, he will be asking for a bit of advice and, you know, why is this not working on my phone or can you set this up on my laptop? But, but I think. I mean, we're there for that as well. I mean, is he like a teenager that you're hoping one of these days he'll be self-sufficient? Um, I, yeah, I, CJ, CJ's got a hunting rifle, so I, I'm, I'm, car I'm careful to say too much bad about him.
So the next time you're watching Munster in action, you'll know that the tech gives them that extra little bit of edge. And good luck to CJ as he heads off with the Irish squad for the Six Nations. My thanks again to the sponsors of this podcast, CompuB in the community. Visit compub.com for more. We'll see you the next time at the core.